Welcome to The Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, this is Dan Nunn. And before we get on with the show, we're going to talk about a few things. I've been, it's going to be a real mixed bag today. Obviously, Donald Trump was big news. I did a show on that for three days in a row. I don't think I could do another show on Donald Trump right now. I'll give a quick update on something that happened on the DA's website, but that's about it. And then we'll talk about something that's going on in France. Man, the people there know how to protest. And uh, Macron is in huge, huge trouble over there. Israel, there's a lot going on there right now that the mainstream media is just not paying attention to. Surprise, surprise. We have an update on the uh, what happened on January 6th and the fact that there were many more agents, federal agents and informants in the crowd than even was suspected. That's come out in the Proud Boys trial. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on the craziness of the the queerness that's going on in the corporate America where they somehow think it's a good idea to try to market beer to working class men with a dude who dresses like a lady and flamboyantly dances around like no woman ever does. So we'll touch on all that as we go through this. First of all, I'm going to do a little bit of announcement here, a little bit of self-promotion because I want to want to let you know, I mean, I, I work hard at this. I go, I've been doing this now for a year. It's grown pretty steadily. I appreciate all of you that watch. I appreciate your support that's come through. I'm going to start adding guest interviews. I've done one with Tim Iman here in Washington State. That was great. It was a great show, well-received, lots of great reviews, lots of great feedback. And so the idea is I'm going to do a guest show every Wednesday. So it's not just me talking five days a week about stuff. We're also going to have guests in at least once a week, at least to start with once a week. And I've got a kick-ass lineup coming up here. we got Joe Kent. He's running for uh, Washington State congressional seat in the third district. And um, he is an American first patriot. He's a special forces veteran. He's also has uh, a background in the intelligence community of the United States. And he's basically served the country his whole life. And he's now wants to serve it more as an American first patriot as part of the America first caucus in Congress. And we need him back there. He just narrowly missed it back time last time around. Anyway, he's the first show coming up next Wednesday, April 12th. Then we have a, a young woman I met back in Washington, D.C. on my trip back there, um, Kingsley Cortez. She is she worked on the Trump campaign. She's been involved in different publications. She's a D.C. young Republican national committee woman. And just to show you that, and, and I want to have her on to get her perspective on and to give hope to everyone that, yes, there are people in the younger generations that are conservative, that have traditional values, that that respect people and the sexes and marriage and babies and all of that, okay? And we're going to talk about that. That She's extremely articulate, well-spoken, bright young woman, and, and we're going to have her. She's going to be great. That's going to come up April 19th. And then on the 26th, we have Jorge Basada, and that we're going to call that communist suck. This guy came from Cuba. He knows what it's like to live under communism. His parents came from there. He was born in Cuba. He is also, so he's an immigrant from Cuba. He's, he's a free market advocate, big time. He has a lot of interesting views that we're going to explore. He's also an author. Uh, he, 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 he's a libertarian, but he also believes in the, the commonsensical end of conservatism. And 
he has some interesting views that we're going to explore. Some of them we share, some of them we don't. But either way, we're going to talk about it. And that's what it's about. You bring people up with different views, different ideas, different people get exposed to them, and that's okay. Even if you don't agree all the time, you can agree most of the time. And you can agree on things that are good for America. You know, that the emotional activism that the left constantly does and the fear-mongering that they constantly do is not healthy for this country. It's not healthy for anybody. These people are obsessed to a point where they seriously need therapy. And we're going to start with Alvin Bragg. He's one who's been after Trump forever. Just a quick little update, okay? For some reason, the indictment is no longer on the DA's website. It, it's it's gone. The, the link is no longer there. Or when you go to the link, this is what you get. It's not found. Interesting. This happened on the same day that Jim Jordan is bringing to testify before his committee in Congress, the former DA of Manhattan. And uh, this case is falling apart. It's, it's a huge, huge nothing burger. Their idea is to throw as much mud at Trump as possible, hope that some of it sticks. It's having the reverse effect. His, he's got, his numbers have gone up in the poll, not only in the Republican field, but against Biden head on head. He's had a massive fundraising boom, over $10 million since the indictment was announced. And there's nothing illegal that he's done in the indictment. And the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the liberals, the leftists that are just all creaming all over themselves. Ooh, he's going to jail. He's going to jail. No, no one's going to jail. All right. This case may not even see the light of day, but they're going to go on and they're going to do others for sure. But um, I'm with Trump. You guys know that I will stand with him. And I will stand for his policies. Is he perfect? No. But he's exactly what America needs right now. America needs someone right now who can set it back on a course of sanity and common sense and American exceptionalism, which seems to be lost as the U.S. dollar is being replaced by other currencies around the world and as alliances are being built by other countries around the world, big countries that used to be allies of ours, Saudi Arabia, Brazil, and others. But when they start trading in other currencies, other than the U.S. dollar, when it comes to oil, hey, yeah, yeah, we, we are in trouble, folks. And I don't think that everybody realizes quite how much trouble. Hang on here. A little technical difficulty. That's what happens when you self-produce, self-promote, and self... Yeah. In France, you know, it started with, okay, we're going to raise the retirement age because they're going broke because they are a massive welfare state that let a huge influx of immigrants come in unchecked, mostly Muslim, that radicalized their country, that saturated their, their social safety net and has bankrupted the country, and they can't afford it anymore because they, they're doing, they, or what they're doing, they've done what the United States is currently doing, which is they continue to spend more and more money without being able to collect as much. And eventually, it makes your money worthless. So eventually, you're going to have to change something radical. Well, Macron is, is, is in huge trouble. This is about more than just the, uh, this is about more than just the, the, the retirement money and raising the age on that. This is about a failed state that's about to be a failed state. And they came out in the millions starting last night. This was breaking. I was waking up this morning. I'm looking at the videos going, 
Holy smokes, what is going on? And um, this was at La Rotunda. It's a... That's where Macron likes to go to hang out. And they burned it down. This was in Paris. Check this. Yeah, uh, the French people, they don't fuck around. When, they, when they're upset, they're pissed off, man. You better get out of their way. They are coming at you, and they're coming hard. This was in Paris. This crowd eventually broke into the BlackRock headquarters in Paris and occupied it. I'm going to drop a video of that, too. But, but these people, Americans think that they protest, and they thought that January 6th was an insurrection, and how and it was horrible and everything they haven't seen anything yet and if they continue the problem is and dan bongino jesse kelly a lot of people say this and i agree is the reason you don't see this yet in america is we're we just haven't experienced a level of hurt and pain that we need to to get to this level but we will eventually there's a breaking point and when that happens hopefully there's enough of america left that we can continue. I love it, man. And here they are. They've they've breached the the headquarters for BlackRock, and that's oh, by the way. If you don't know, that's a massive investment firm. They have trillions of dollars. They control a lot of corporations with that money because if you don't do their uh, socio uh, equity type BS stuff, like what Budweiser is doing, like what Jack Daniels is doing, if you don't like what Nike is doing, if you don't do those things, they're not going to give you money. And they're not going to include you in their retirement accounts that people invest in. pretty surreal and it was going on not just in paris but here here's marcel's millions of people you see their government pushed them too far their government took too much their government took too much for granted and they thought they could just dictate to the peasants forever while they lived in the lap of luxury 
while they traveled around in their private jets and their limousines and lived in their palaces. See, history has a, has a way of repeating itself. And eventually, repressive regimes like this, the people that run them, they become so hungry for power that they forget that eventually there's a lot more of the peasants than there are of them. And when people come out by the millions, when it reaches the point of, of desperation where people come out by the millions, where there are massive labor strikes, where there are massive uh, product strikes, that's when they realize they don't have control. They might have a control for a while and they might have a temporary control, but eventually it breaks. It always does. Sometimes it breaks violently. Sometimes it breaks peacefully, but it does eventually break. I hope that the United States does not have to get to that level where it needs to break. I hope that we can, we can somehow salvage what we have, what, that we can continue with our form of government the way it was intended to function in the Constitution and the amendments too, the way our founding fathers saw it. You have people now perverting it so badly, and, and it started with the youth, did it not? I mean, colleges have been, have been uh, indoctrinating people now for a couple of generations, and it's starting to show in the people that are running our corporations, right? Report came out regarding January 6th. New bombshell. Ooh, on the Proud, this was during the Proud Boys trial. Defense writes that the Department of Justice just recently disclosed involvement of undercover officers and informants from other agencies aside from FBI, DC, Metro Police, and DHS. At least 40 undercover informants. And we knew this. We knew that there were federal agents, informants, and, and instigators in that crowd. This was not a generic riot. This was not a gen generic thing. Yes, some people did some bad things, but most of them were just simply there protesting as they're legally allowed to do with their First Amendment rights of speech and assembly. And a lot of those people are sitting in the D.C. gulag as January 6th defendants. Pozzola has become aware the largest numbers of undercover CHSs on January 6th belong to agencies other than the FBI. At least two law enforcement agencies each outnumber the FBI in terms of running undercover agents, informants, and CHSs on January 6th. Um, first, the D.C. Metro Police had at least 13 undercover plainclothes agents among the Proud Boys and other patriots on January 6th. Next, there appear to have been some 19 CHSs on January 6th belonging to an agency called HIS. Homeland Security Investigations. When added to the FBI CHS, as now acknowledged by the prosecutors, this means there were at least 40 undercover informants or agents doing surveillance among the defendants on January 6th. On Thursday, March 31st, Pozzola filed a motion to serve witness Ray Epps by publication. Defendant contend Mr. Epps is being suspiciously protected from prosecution by the government. Pozzola's motion included a paragraph addressing Relevations by J6 defendant William Pope in another J6 case. Now, it is illegal for federal agents to entrap anybody. They go in there and they're encouraging, this is like the uh, Whit Whitmer kid kidnapping hoax that they arrested people on eventually. 
If federal agents were involved in encouraging these people, yes, do this, do this, come on, break the law, break the law, break the law. And then as soon as you do, they freaking arrest you and throw you in prison and then testify against you. But that's entrapment. They can't, they can't just go into an organization and do that. These people that were down there on January 6th were to a large degree and 99.9% of them were simply there to be patriots and express their legal, legally express their displeasure in the election results and, and what they thought was a stolen election. And that's okay to think that. It's okay to express your displeasure in elections. It's okay to think, God, something wasn't right here. There's no way that old man running from his basement got the most votes of anybody in history. And then come to find out that the, they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop so that didn't come out before the election, that the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax was fake, that the impeachment one and impeachment two were fake. And then they wonder why we don't trust them and they wonder why we want to Dismantle the FBI. Why there's a larger, larger portion and calling for people to dismantle the FBI. Because it's not fixable. When something is corrupt to the level that it is, you've got to dismantle it and start over. Or just spread their responsibilities amongst other agencies. But to continue with the same thing and expect different results, well, everybody knows. I mean, everyone's heard it. It's the old saying, it's insanity, right? Yet they'll have you believe that everything's going fine, that, you know, the Democrats, of course, everything's going fine for them because they got the ball right now. And it's up to us to take the ball back from them because they'll hold on to it. And if you try to take it from them, they might try to cut off your hand. But we've got to be strong. We've got to play by the same sets of rules. If they're going to play dirty, we got to have to go dirty too. Okay, And Donald Trump is the guy to do that. There's nobody else right now at this point in American history that we need more than Donald Trump as president of the United States. And I know you hear me say that a lot. I'm sorry that I say it over and over, but you're going to keep hearing it. Department of Justice admits that the 13 Proud Boys involved with J6, eight or more of them were paid by the FBI to provide the government information about the group. The FBI was the... Majority of the Proud Boys, only five are being prosecuted. So there were eight FBI agents or informants within the Proud Boy organization. Okay, entrapping them. Everyone, every informant, confidential informant has a handler. Or maybe one handler has a few informants. But they are all, they all have somebody they're reporting to and they get directions from on a regular basis and that they get paid from. These are paid informants who were implanted themselves within the Proud Boys to then help instigate them to do what happened on January 6th and then provide testimony against them. They probably would have never done nothing. But that's not what the, the informants were paid and directed to do. They were directed to go in there and create chaos with the intent of making Donald Trump look bad and making him unelectable in the future. And they've been at it ever since. They've been at it ever since. That guy has been, for six years, he's been persecuted. And once they got him out of office, they didn't stop. 
These people are sick, man. Their, their derangement syndrome is intense. We're going to jump on to uh, Tennessee a little bit and what's going on there. There's a, you know, they had a, a, a few of their representatives the other day when all the students left school. Now, keep in mind, a lot, most of these students, many of these students are from out of state. They, they're not from Tennessee. And a lot of students just walk out of school so they can skip class. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. But you had enough that got radical and got loud, and they went to the Capitol, and you had three members of the legislature there in Tennessee that were encouraging them to break in to the chambers to take over their proceedings. Well, they're voting today whether they should be expelled from the legislature. And I think it should be even more than that. I think they should go to jail. I think that what they did was they incited an insurrection and they deserve the exact same treatment of those in the J6 Gulag. I think that they should, uh, I think they should be thrown right in jail and have their rights stripped away because after all, they're domestic terrorists that incited an insurrection. No due process, no right to a speedy trial. We'll just throw them in there without bail and maybe in a couple of years, maybe in a couple of years, we'll give them an arraignment and, and bring them to trial. That's what they deserve. These, these kids are lost. This was today when they, they weren't allowed into the chambers today for obvious reasons, right? Um, and the chant was, you ban books, you ban drag. Kids are still in body bags. Okay, the reality is, if you take away gang-related shootings, they're not even close. Guns are not the number one killer of children in America. They keep saying that. The majority of that is gang-related in inner cities gang-on-gang gang violence. School shootings since 1970 account for such a minute, as tragic as they are and as horrible as they are, I think we can all agree on that at least, they account for a super small portion of deaths among children. But they've convinced these kids, they, they, they've brainwashed these kids to believe that guns are the are the evil. The interesting thing is you never never do these people talk about the criminal. They never even say, yeah, you know, the criminal did it. They don't even say that someone did a horrible thing, that a criminal did a horrible thing. No, no, the gun did a horrible thing. We need to get rid of guns. It's, uh, it's the same argument every time. It's bizarre, but totally bizarre to me. I don't know how you can sit there and just say, oh, yeah, well, you know, it was, it was the guns, obviously. And to me, their, their argument for, for whatever they want as far as gun control would make it be more persuasive, at least, if they would acknowledge, hey, there was criminality involved here. A person actually killed people. The gun did not kill people. A person killed these people. 
but they can't and they won't because they're activists, because all they have on their mind, whether they know it or not, they're useful idiots, completely useful idiots, is, is taking away Second Amendment rights of Americans. They're walking right into communism. They don't even see it. But the natural course will eventually make them see it because they'll, in, in, in a very ugly way, in a very ugly way. So we're going to move along to what is the weird part of the show. The Nun Report is about truth, freedom, and weirdness. I don't know actually whether to call this weird or just plain fucking sad because you got major corporations. Now, who's who's running these corporations, by the way, right now? Is it rational adults? Well, no, these are... These are people who have gone through the public school in, or excuse me, the public indoctrination system. They've gone to college and had all of their heads filled full of all this uh, woke ideology and equity and nothing about common sense or you know success or whatever. Anyway, these people are now mid-level and upper-level management in major corporations. So you can you can talk about BlackRock and and that's a conversation that that can be had for sure and some of the uh, the scores that are being placed on these companies to do equity type things like this and environmental things so that they can get financing and so they can get investment in their companies. But another part of it is they're loaded with lunatics, left wing loonies that have gone through the school system and the college system, and now they're running these companies. So it doesn't matter what the majority of Americans believe. It doesn't matter what the heartland believes. It doesn't matter what people who drink Budweiser beer believe. I mean, think about who drinks Budweiser. And when I hear Budweiser, I think I don't drink it because it's shitty beer. But when I hear Budweiser, I think, oh, it's a working man's beer. Oh, I think NASCAR. I think NHL. I think, uh, you know, professional football. I think, you know, real manly working class type people. Drink Budweiser. Somehow they thought it'd be a good idea to get a dude that is the most ridiculous representation of a lady to be a spokesperson. So, of course, a lot of people are, are boycotting Budweiser, and rightly so. I, I am. I'm, they have a lot of products. Look it up. Anheuser-Busch, they, they have a ton of products. Rumor is they came out and said, you know what? Uh, we did not actually approve this at the upper level. This was done by some ad executive, and they knew nothing about it. I don't know whether to believe that or not. But Travis Tritt, country uh, star, is dropping all Anheuser-Busch beers from his tour as backlash continues after Bud Light signed up trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. And I, I don't, all right, I don't think he's a trans activist. I think he's a grifter. I think he is an actor who has decided, if I do this, I will finally make it as an influencer and make money. And guess what? It's working. As sad as it is, it's working. There he is with the, he has the Bud Light can and, and they've come out and said, yep, we did that. We did that. I guess they're calling it uh, tranny fluid now instead of Bud Light. That's what they're rebranding themselves as. 
But this guy's not a tranny, man. He's just a freak. Now, he pretends to be a woman. All right, I'm no Casanova, but I've known a fair share of women in my life. And I've seen them. I've watched them. I admire them. I love them. I have never once in my life seen a woman that acts like this. That was him in a Nike sports bra and Nike leggings because, see, Nike's paying him money, too. It's not just Budweiser. <laughs> Kate Spade. Hey, yeah, yeah. There's not a woman in the world that acts like that. This guy is not a woman. He's, he's a joke. He's an absolute joke. And I, I, this will probably be the last time. I'm going to try really hard because I hate to give attention to people like this. But it's kind of hard not to as well, you know? So we're, I'm going to catch 22 here. But I, I'm really going to try really hard to make this the last time I give that dude, that, uh, well, whatever the hell he is, any sort of attention. But it's not just Dylan, Dylan Dude and Budweiser and Nike. How about Jack Daniels? What's going on with this rain? This is not conducive for a pride party. Bitch, we got up in the morning and it just—it was just pouring. You can't rain on our parade. We're so glad we're not in drag and heels and wigs right now. Can you imagine in like the weather being so bad and just makeup and hair? Oh, that would be oh, oh that stretch inside. <laughs> but listen, people, we have a party to plan and we need to go get some decorations. Yeah. And we need to get this going, honey. We're expecting people. Let's go to the town square and get some party supplies. I'm ready. Oh my gosh, she looks so stunning in every single one oh of my you. Gosh, dressed to the this yeah. is going to be the fiercest party Lynchburg has ever seen. Mm. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, yes. sisters. Let's do a cocktail. Let's though. do a cocktail. We should make a Jack Five Cranberry. Yes, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, okay, I'll help. Cheers. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> We invited all of Lynchburg, so I wonder who's going to show up. Well, let's see how, let's see who shows who's up. Who's there? Oh, good. 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 How y'all doing? Yeah. All right. Could you imagine if cigarette ads were, if cigarettes were still popular and cigarette ads were still allowed, what the Marlboro Man would be? I It'd be the Marble Tran. Is that what it would be now? <laughs> the marble trend. Look, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that transvestites and and drag queens drink whiskey. Okay, but Jack Daniels is known as being like the hardcore man's beer. I mean, ACDC pushes Jack Daniels. I mean, this is it's a rock and roll, heavy metal kind of manly beer, or not beer, whiskey. I prefer Jameson, personally, and I'm glad that I do because it's not on a list of, of spirits that are owned by uh, the company that owns Jack Daniels. But look that up because you might want to boycott that as well. I know a lot of people are. No more Jack, no more Anheuser-Busch products. 
man, the parallel economy is is creating itself. It doesn't even, we don't even need to force it, man. It's going to create itself. And we will put our money where our hearts are and we'll put our money where our patriotism is and the rest of them go fuck off. Like, uh, like Anheuser-Busch and Jack Daniels, man. And, you know, the marble man, he should be lucky. He should feel lucky because since they're not advertising cigarettes anymore, they're not popular, he doesn't have to be perverted like that. Why is such a small percentage of, of the population? And it's, it's really recently, too. I mean, just in the last few years, three, four, five years max, where it's really become a huge thing. You know what? Uh, drag is nothing new. It's been around forever. Uh, transvestites, dudes who dress like women without cutting off body parts, um, that's been around for a long time too. This is nothing new. And they used to just do their thing and nobody cared. Now all of a sudden, if you don't agree with them, they are in danger and their lives are threatened. <laughs> the victim mentality that the left likes to promote, of course. Oh, man. Let's jump real quick into... Uh, a report that they did on Afghanistan and the the horrendous, despicable withdrawal from there, the massive failure. Of course, that oh, no, it's Trump's fault. He made the deal. No, he didn't, man. His deal had nothing to do with leaving all that equipment behind. It had nothing to do with, with a quick withdrawal and handing things over to the Taliban before we left. It was the execution of the Biden administration, 13 13 service members ended up dying and they wouldn't authorize them to, they could have killed the, the, the suicide bomber. They had him in their sights and command wouldn't authorize it. The, the Marine was there. He called up the line. He said, man, I've got, this guy is suspicious. He, he fits the profile. He's, he's a bomber because I knew someone was coming. No, they didn't authorize it because the rules of engagement passed down from the Joint Chiefs in coordination with the Biden administration and Biden himself said, no, we're not going to open fire on anybody. We will not, we will not instigate fire. We'll respond, but we're not going to start it. And it cost 13 people their lives because Biden's a fucking wimp and a traitor. He doesn't give a damn about anybody serving this country unless they get equity training. Then he might like them. Anyway, Kirby, man, this guy... He's supposed to be the White House spokesman, but he doesn't say shit. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes. And not one single mission was missed. So I'm sorry. I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. Um, I, we all saw that. Were you watching the same? You were watching TV, right? You, you saw the chaos that was happening during the Afghanistan withdrawal, you saw uh, an airport under siege and uh, an embassy with people leaving from the rooftops like Saigon. Every, I think everybody saw that, right? These people, it's like they think that we're not living in an electronic age, that somehow we don't have the ability to like research and find these things ourselves, that we weren't watching it, that you can't pull it up on video and that we can't make our own decisions on it and come to our own conclusions, they think they just think you're stupid. Probably because the people who vote for them are, are, so they think that the rest of us are stupid as well. We're not. 
he said this. Well, who's going to get fired over Ducey. this? Peter, the purpose of the document that we're putting out today uh, is to sort of collate the chief reviews and findings of the agencies that did after action reviews. Um, uh, the, it, it's not, the, the purpose of it is not accountability. So who's accountable? See, with Democrats, nobody's accountable. Hillary Clinton and Obama <laughs> let people die. They left them there alone in Benghazi to be to be violated in ways that are just almost un, unspeakable. In fact, they're unspeakable. I won't speak of them. And they died because Hillary and Obama refused to support them. In fact, they set them up to fail on purpose. And then this guy's sitting there saying, well, the purpose of this report is just to see what happened. We're not, not to find out who's accountable. Why don't you want to know who's accountable? Who's responsible for not allowing that Marine sniper to take out the bomber before he killed 13 service members? Who's responsible for that order? Who's responsible for those rules of engagement? Who's responsible for leaving hundreds of millions of dollars worth of military equipment behind? Whose call was that? Oh, no, this report's not to find out who's responsible. It's just to understand, uh, you know, what happened and what's... Da, 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 da. Mm. F you, man. F you. I think we might wrap it up right there. I had one more thing I was going to go on, but I think that the, that, that almost deserves a full show. And that is the U.S. dollar and the the petrodollar, how China is involved in it, how the alliances are being built. There's an Axis alliance being built against us that if it succeeds to where a massive portion of U.S. of worldwide transactions are being conducted in other currencies other than the U.S. dollar, if the U.S. dollar is not the backer of everything, whew, that could be very bad. That could be very, very bad. It could be the end of the United States as we know it. If our money is no longer the 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 world currency, we're in huge trouble, folks. And I, and I think we'll talk about that. I'm going to put together a show maybe for tomorrow. Um, I'm having an MRI tomorrow, so two of them actually one with contrast and one without just to see how my back is doing my back has been you know i had the surgery a, a year or so ago and uh just wanted to they just want to make sure everything's okay because things are feeling a bit weird anyway here's the none better take of the day you've got france on fire liar liar france on fire okay that was dumb but it is people have had enough there man you've got a massive, massive uprising happening over there. And it's peaceful for the most, mostly peaceful protests. They did take over BlackRock headquarters in, in France, uh, in Paris, and that's cool. 
because um, BlackRock, they're, they're POSs. We don't like BlackRock. They're a big part of the problem. They need to go away. But that's, a, that's another topic all on its own. You've got DA in Manhattan who all of a sudden, oh, the indictment's not on their website anymore. Why is the indictment not on their website anymore? I don't understand. No, but it's gone. You have the Proud Boys trial where the Department of Justice has finally admitted, yes, there were a lot of federal agents and informants embedded in the J6 crowd, encouraging the, the so-called insurrection. They entrapped the Proud Boys. The majority, they, they had eight people, informants in the Proud Boys, and only five of them got charged because the other eight were all informants, paid for by federal handlers, well, instructed by federal handlers and paid for by the federal government to go in there and, and make them do stupid shit. Encourage them to do stupid stuff. No one can make anybody do anything, but you can certainly get encouraged and get the mob mentality going on. It's entrapment. Plain and simple. We all know that there were instigators. Ray Epps, I mean, for crying out loud, this guy is seen on multiple videos in, at two different entrances. Incur he went back and forth between encouraging people, go in, you must go in. And then you go over to the other one, go in, go in. He should be in the, the J6 Gulag, but I bet he was an informant. I bet that he's getting, he's on the government, he's on the government hog. You've got kids in Tennessee who are basically begging for communism. Please disarm us. Please disarm us. And while the shooting in Nashville was, was horrible, as all shootings, whether it's in a school or anywhere else, a murder is a murder, right? It's fucking horrible. People are killed every day. But when it's a school shooting, it always brings out the, the gun grabbers. And the interesting thing is, well, I don't know if it's interesting, the bullshit thing is they never, ever talk about the criminal. They don't even say, you know, yeah, this, this happened and this criminal did a horrible thing and, and we need tougher gun laws. No, they just say it's all about the guns. It's as if the gun went out there and committed the crime all by itself without anybody pulling the trigger. It's ridiculous, man. These people, these people are crazy, and they're, but their voices are loud. Their voices are loud, louder than ours. And that seems to be what wins the day nowadays. Unfortunately, most of us have to work, so we can't out there, be out there and be loud, right? But we need to pick and choose our opportunities. We make sure that we uh, call our legislatures, that we make sure we're involved in the process. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a talent. Everybody has a skill. Figure out how that talent or skill can apply toward making America great again. And then go there. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. And if, if you've just been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or, or on any of the podcast channels, I'm on all of them. You know, make sure you check out rumble.com slash the nun report and follow. It's free, okay? And then you can see the videos or you can shut me off. Or you can do whatever, but at least check it out and follow. I'm on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. I just go to my website, thenunreport.com, and you can click into everything from right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.